If you'd like to support the show, please rate us five stars, check out our merch store, or go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis to become a patron. All links in the description. What's my thesis? I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview and ask what's my thesis. And today, my guest is Christopher Anthony Valesco. Uh, we have met through a mutual acquaintance that I think you're married to. Are you guys married? Yes, we're married. Okay. So Dakota Newt's husband, but not to define you as that. But <laughs> it, I do want to contextualize it in the sense that you guys are both crazy artists living together. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I think sometimes we get meshed into that. It's like, oh, we're, you know, if it's not Dakota, then it's me. And then like my friends and his friends, they always like put us together. And I'm well, you like, also collaborate people. on, but you collaborate yeah. on Scream Queens and, uh, and stuff I mean, like that, right? Yeah, like the only thing we like, we collaborate as like co-curators for like Scream Queen. Yeah. We, we curate shows and then uh, for our projects, um I can I mean, also see how you appreciate each other's uh, <laughs> take on horror. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because we do have a similar taste in horror, but at the same time, he likes, I would say, like more surreal and more cerebral hor- horror, whereas I love like body, blood, like the, the bloodier, like the more ridiculous. Why do you think that is? I, 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 we've talked about my, uh, I talked about my, my thing with Takeshi Miike. Yeah, uh, like I couldn't watch more than one in a row. I get the <laughs> sense that you're the kind of person that could. Oh, I could watch like that, that five in a row and just like back to back to back and just like laugh and all. But you see, with Dakota, I tend to be more like critical, analytical about the movies too. I'll start like noticing. I'm like, hey, this reminds me of this movie, and then this, and then if you think about this reading in theory, and you know, I put it all together, and Dakota's like shut up and just let me watch the movie and enjoy it. <laughs> you know and and I think that's like our difference too because I'm like more critical in that sense and I start thinking about um like going back to like grad school I'm like you know you go into that grad school mind and you're just like thinking about like some of the the stupid shit you read that you don't even think about anymore yeah but then it still haunts you Wait, what, like, like, give me an example. What do you mean? Like, reading, That's very like, specific. Like, Deleuze and Guattari or, like, you know, Michelle Sayers or... Um, and what kind of writing Foucault. do they do? Well, like, they do a lot of um, heavy, heavy fucking theoretical framework about, like, you know, philosophy, the body, you know, uh, all this other stuff. And, and I think sometimes, like, when you read, when you go into that, and, like, some grad schools are very heavy theory-based and others are more studio base where they just throw you in a studio and you make art and then they tell you and then they ask you if you're it's like can you defend it okay cool and then bye <laughs> you know and 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 i went to like cal arts that was very theoretical oh. <laughs> very you know i'm like i'm still traumatized i go to i know, you know therapy is like they're like, can we stop talking about the Cal Arts? And I'm like, it's a hateful school, you know. No, I, well, I, I mean, that's who I who I got into back in like uh, 
2013, 2013. Mm. And I didn't go because one of the things that they told me is that they're going to tear you down to build you up. And I was like, that, that's cult. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> that's it's classic cult. cult. And I knew a bunch of people from there and they, they just, there is a very weird like relationship that they have with each other that I don't think that like, I mean, I know that CSUN cause, uh, yeah, like I, I know, I know some of the people from Monte Vista from CSUN, mm-hmm. and they, they, they're, um, what's it called? Like, they're not, they're just supportive of each other. They're not yeah. like cultish in like, uh, we only talk to each other <laughs> and we snob at everyone else. Yeah, you know that's funny to mention because CalArts is like that too. But from my experience, CalArts is more about like if you're a cool kid, if you're oh, okay. if you're kind of cool with the. If you come from a certain background, money, money is always like number one and you have really? some kind of okay. status and you could be a person of color and have money there too. And you can be very called the cool kids. And then like somebody like me, for example, coming from East LA and going to CalArts that's very Valley oriented and very like that area, there's some like class difference or some attitudes like, oh, you know, you, they look down at you because, you know, you don't have money or whatnot. So there's a lot of that too. And yeah. they only talk to each other because they, you know, they're cool. Whereas me, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, people, people like me and then people don't like me and I'm okay with that as far as Kel Arts. But it, it's funny to think about all that, to go back to, you know, like thinking about horror because Kel Arts is like, it was, it's like, there's some spiritual, weird spiritual thing there. Cause I think it was built on like some old uh, reservation or some kind of like, there's some, Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's what I heard from multiple stories. And I, I just and I go, it would make sense because that there's a dark energy there. Really? Oh, well, it's yeah. the it, I mean, going back to the the cult uh, commentary, I yeah. mean, I, I don't say that lightly. I think that like no, it's, it's also it's, it's remote. It's detached from like all of your fucking friends. Yes. You know, you yes. go to Cal Arts, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, people and, are like na- I remember hearing that like you could just get naked and everybody yes. would be chill and I'm like bro that's fucking you know no, the, the, I went it, there was a couple like I think if you're first or second year as a BFA it's very loose like mm-hmm. if you come to class drunk or stoned or drugged out or whatever you know people don't care uh, I transferred in so it was a it was a different experience because I come from a community college Mm-hmm. And it's a very technical vocational school. I so you did uh, uh, M- uh, uh, your uh, BFA, not an MBA, or not? No, I, MBA. Yeah, when I went to yeah, <laughs> Master's of right. Business at Cal Arts. <laughs> no, it's MFA. funny. Going to like my East LA College, that was like more vocational, like a, a business, because that program at East LA College, the photo program, is very technical, very commercial based. So I had that experience before going into Cal Arts, which was all like. We're just going to talk about work. We don't even make it. It's it's the concept, <laughs> it's the concept of the work that you're thinking about is is important. You're just like, but is the you're like, but can you print it? You yeah. know. So that 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 was my experience at Kellarts. Like it was very eye opening, and I have to admit that you know Kellarts taught me how to have thicker skin. Yeah, you know, the, the, how to like absorb like when you're getting critiqued and it's not personal. As they say, it's not personal. It's just drag. That's Sometimes how I it can be personal if you're it not. It can be personal, like, yes. <laughs> but you know, you got to learn how to, you know, yeah, yeah, when you yeah. get more and uh, how to yeah. how to like accept it as personal and be like, oh, yeah, that how to like separate a dick, you know? Yeah, like they like, don't really like think that about the work. They're just like angry no, at me as a no. person. 
and um, and yeah, like Kel Arts was like there was a lot of it was personal. There was a lot of personal like beef with faculty and students and and and, and even like um, people who work there too. Just not our faculty, like maybe like behind the scenes who are like administration. So there was a lot of like weird shit going on, drugs. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, it doesn't help that you're also on drugs and partying at the same time. So Everybody like, smokes uh, American Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like Blue Ribbon everywhere. I was like, this is like the hipsters. Like, Kellarts is a hipster's wet dream. Yeah. It, and, it really is because then you get to be all like – I mean, I don't want to hate on like – I don't even really know about the <laughs> – I, I there, there's it's just I I'm I'm kind of it's a safe space to hate let's just say that what's that <laughs> it's yeah, safe I, space. I don't I don't want to like alienate people that went to Cal Arts but it's like it is a especially because you went there too and I've had friends and I still have friends that went there and they're chill like they're they're yeah. cool people but yeah. sort of there is a when you get like it's like if you know someone who, who's in a cult they're cool like maybe a scientologist but then you hang out with them and more scientologists yeah. you're like oh shit not that that's yeah. ever happened to me but i <laughs> no, did I, once work at pearl art and it was run by a scientologist yeah, and they hired yeah. a bunch of I scientologists mean, <laughs> like for me like yeah i've had like it was a it was a it was an it, it was a good and bad experience at keller it's that's my yeah. my like final take on that it's like it was good and and most people i know like who i went to like they loved it they miss it they wish yeah. they could like have that experience and i'm like no, I would never want to have that experience ever again. Even as a, yeah. maybe even like a grad student, it's the same thing. It's like, even when I was there, like they put the grad students versus the undergrads a lot. And yeah. I hated that because I'm like, you know, there was grad students who still don't know how to print a photograph if it li- if their life depended on it. Is that the main focus of you, of what you did there? Yeah, so my, my background is photography media. So, and that's where I kind of, you know, I studied photography, even in my grad program that I went to UC Santa Barbara, it's a studio based program, but then my focus is photography and, um, like, and then I started doing other things like mixed media because, well, you got a performance tomorrow, right? At Cerritos college. Oh, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Oh yeah. Tomorrow's what Thursday. Friday. I'm like, right, no, wait, Friday. tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> don't, don't scare me like that. I was like, holy shit. I'm not even ready. Yeah, you got to get your performance ready, bro. Come on. Yeah, you know, honestly, like doing performance, it's, it's a lot easier now because I don't have to like constantly think about like, I have to put a, like a certain theory or something behind it. I just show up. It's like, you know, in wrestling, you just show up. Who was, who said it best? Um, it was my, one of my favorite wrestlers, Jake, the snake Roberts. He said like, he can like turn on the character. Like once he opens like the curtains and walks out and the audience is there, he turns it on. Right. But then backstage. Breaking my heart with the idea that he's not always like that. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know, you don't know what's real and what's like, you know, like fantasy. And I always think about that as, as far as performance. And you could say a lot of like what I got as an artist came from wrestling, learning like about K face, heel, good guy, bad guy face, um, promos like how to do a promo because what's like, kayface what, is kayface the same thing as kayfabe or am i mispronouncing kayfabe kayfabe is yeah it's a it's it's the same thing it's just like okay. they say it differently but you know for me like I, I always found like wrestling was like that kind of um i learned a lot even though we all know it's like fake and we know the behind the scenes as we got older but as a child you're like believing every like thing they did really? And for me, I took that into wrestling. I mean, to, to art, like, you know, uh-huh. having a character, like 
promos when you're shooting on somebody is like you're you're telling like a, a, a like it's kind of truth but then it's not and i think so of it as like when you're doing like uh, critiques you're like shooting on somebody but then you're like so what's a what's a what is a promo so like so that pe- people that aren't like oh, yeah. a, as as uh, well versed as me no i'm kidding <laughs> i i used I mean, to be into it as a kid but i and i don't i like i respect it it's not like yeah. something i look down at all, uh, on at all no, i definitely no. use it in, a lot in my political uh, jargon for sure as a reference yeah. point but yeah, okay like, so what's a like, promo a promo is like so when you have like uh, you got either what, what a wrestler is going to go and they're going to they're going to interview him and then he's going to like cut a promo, meaning he's going to just tell like the the audience about what he's going to do to the other opponent. Gonna, <laughs> you know, and it's always I'm that gonna way. I'm going to myrtleize him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this and I'll do that. And then like it's also a way to like promote like the, the wrestling match. They're going to promote like the upcoming match, the the event. It's always about promotion. Uh-huh. And he's, you know, and then like as the character, you're you're selling yourself as either a bad guy or a good guy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes promos either like are helpful to a wrestler, and sometimes they're a, hinder- a hindrance because like some wrestlers just cannot cut, cut a, yeah. a promo because they don't have that natural like charisma. They can't speak. They're like really terrible on the mic. You know, and, yeah. and we if, as growing up, we've seen a plenty of those kind of guys where you're just like. You know, like don't say anything. Just, 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 just. You know, come <laughs> out and 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 you know, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> you know. So, oh, so what era did you grow up with? Then? Oh, I grew up with like eighties, nineties, two thousands, and did then, they, they, so the uh, when, what, so I know there was the Attitude Era where there was yes. like blood. the Attitude what, Era, what era was, was like uh, it was ninety six, like ninety five, ninety six. No, actually, technically, it's ninety six because. When Stone Cold Steve Austin won the King of the Ring in 96 and he cut his promo on Jake the Snake about like, you know, talk about your songs, talk about Austin 316, I just whooped your ass. That, okay. the next day on Raw, like remember Raw's War, that kind of like uh, like started the whole like Attitude Era because he okay. cussed and that's kind of like that era. And I think the end of the Attitude Era was probably... Maybe like 2000, maybe 99, 2000, 2000, around that, because it changed because a lot of like the, like Austin and a lot of those guys were kind of like transitioning out. Okay. That, I'm trying, I, to rem- yeah, trying to remember that too. So like what era was uh, Benoit? We don't have to get into him right now. Oh, no. I, I mean, yeah, we could talk about Benoit and like the conspiracy. No, I figured theory. we would end up because we're, <laughs> we're, 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 I'm leading with the, uh, with the conversation about uh, horror here because there's, I know you said you like blood. So it was, would you say the Attitude Era was, uh, was a glorious one? Yes. Did you like yes. it? Yeah, because also with the Attitude Era, like there's also what was happening outside of the WWE technically the f but you know they went to e because they turned to entertainment you have um because they got sued. Like, <laughs> what? i know it's like we, you know as a kid i remember that was like the joke it's like oh well world wildlife wrestling federation yes, or, yes. Or, the or, or uh wildlife fund and then you, you, have you, the fun, and then you have that panda like just like throwing a chair like that yeah. <laughs> um yeah because like for me there was also ecw Okay. ECW was Extreme Championship Wrestling that came was uh, technically Eastern Championship Wrestling, but then they became after Eddie Gilbert, Shane Douglas, a lot of like these other guys 
Paul Heyman changed that into made it to Extreme Championship Wrestling. And that was like 95. And that was in competition with WWF? No, they came into competition later with WWE. Like, because the Extreme Championship Wrestling was like small. It was like independent, small, renegade. But the the one, the main, like, uh, you could say, like, the opponent was WCW. Okay, so how many different wrestling leagues have there been in my life, in, in our lifetime? Like, because so, that's I mean, something I can't suss out. Yeah, there's so many, but then, like, for example, the big ones is NWA. Okay. And you have, like, because you have what the does that territory. stand for? Because I know uh, what it doesn't stand for. National Wrestling Alliance, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm going to get read, I'm going to get read for somebody. Once they see this, they're going to be like, you're fucking lying. It's this. And I'm like, <laughs> you can comment how they say you can comment on below. And I don't fucking care. I mean, I'm just a fanboy at heart, but like, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. yeah, NWA. Which is not for like NWA, you know, like the the rap crew, but there's like yeah, National Wrestling Alliance, and then you have WCW, which is World Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, WWE or WWF. Then you have ECW. Then you have like smaller, smaller independent companies and group like places that are like so independent that's only local to mm-hmm. like a, a, an area. So that you had all these like the big ones. Those are the, like the big name uh, bands, and then NWA kind of like faded out because WCW and WWF were like the money makers. The but then you had ECW who was like in between because they were the bad boys. They okay. were like you know they were fucking shit up and you know going against what traditional wrestling was, which is you know like the wrestling wrestling, and then they were going and using weapons and cutting promos. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, so you have like that. that? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's where like a lot of like the the horror. But then what people don't realize there was also Japanese wrestling happening too at the same time. Yeah. And then you have the Japanese death matches that are like important to ECW, like the lineage, because you know people don't know about Cactus Jack or Mick Foley. How like he won the story go? He won the King of the Deathmatch tournament in 1995. Then he went to ECW for like to finish his contract there and then immediately jumped ship to go to WWF as Mankind. Okay, so I do know Mankind. Yeah, so you know, that's how that's the, such a great fucking name, by the way. What was oh, his I character know. like? Oh, his Mankind with the mask and then the mandible claw and all that. Okay. I think yeah. I, I can, and then he has long hair with the mask. He had, I mean, he had long hair. He had like a mask that covered his face. He would rip out his hair. Oh, and he shit. talked to his his pet rat named George, I believe. Yeah, it was George. George. <laughs> and it yeah. was like a legit rat or was it yeah, stuffed it was a animal? Yeah, it was like a little rat he had. And um, it was a pretty, it was like a New York rat. It was like pretty big. <laughs> it was pizza rat. Yeah, it was Spice. like, and uh, yeah, because I, rem- I remember like finding out about like, because, you know, everybody, when you're, when you're watching wrestling, you believe these characters, you believe like they, there are these people outside of it and like, you know, what you and then reading in the magazines what they they did or talked about but then like you know as you got older and then like but 96 97 is like me finishing middle school going to high school and then you know you're changing mm-hmm. and you're, you're you're learning a lot about yourself <laughs> drugs and you know friends and, and and sexuality and you're just like hmm then you're starting like finding out about like behind the scenes stuff okay and, like what you know like um like, you know, uh, 
interviews being like, there's a lot of interviews or what we call shoots and like they call in wrestling shoots and you like, they're out of character and they're just like talking like, Oh yeah, Vince McMahon, this person, that person. And they're like, you know, shooting, they're just like shooting the shit, mm-hmm. like having a conversation and being like real, but then you're like, is it really real? Are they really yeah. being like, are they really talking about their experiences with the wrestler and whatnot? And then you hear more stories about like crazy shit that really happened behind the scenes, like, like Benoit, you know, that stuff or. Well, that, I mean, that, that's talking about the idea. I'm that story. I'm pretty well versed in, or Mm -hmm. I'm pretty familiar with because I listened to a podcast called the uh, last podcast on the left and they did like a multi-part series. Did you listen to that? Yeah. 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 Okay. How accurate were they about it? I mean, that shit was crazy. I mean, it's so, because you still don't know, you still don't know what is like, really what's what happened i mean i i do i do believe that there was um brain damage like i do believe yeah. in that uh because i know other people are talking about like though the the road like he was on roids and i'm like yeah mostly everybody was on roids yeah i i, I, I can't like, imagine in a fake <laughs> tournament they're gonna yeah. really give a shit about the, you know uh it's funny i i mean it's interesting also because like I don't know. Okay, so the whole thing with Chris Benoit, yeah, and the story leading to that, and why I bring it up right now is because Benoit and like he he did a thing where there was a storyline where he was um, supposed to like t- like be cheating on somebody with uh, or somebody's like he was having an affair with somebody, and that was the storyline. But it ended up like fulfilling oh, yeah. itself. And yes. that's, that's who got killed, right? Like, yeah. I forget what her name was, but... Uh, um, well, the rest of her character name was Woman. Woman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and so it's, it's that, that is where, what I really enjoyed about that series of the podcast, where they're just talking about, like, how maybe they don't even know what's real and what's not, right? Like, yeah, if no, they're so I mean, engaged in these characters and they're living them and they have to, like, train together and, and, and yeah. kind of be like it's almost a that what i think what they said was be careful what you uh pretend to be yes right yes it's which is like which is fucking crazy or may i think that might be a something quote uh so a quote from someone famous like might be even yeah like i mean even like actors talk about that too it's like sometimes it's hard to to take away when they're getting into character you know like yeah. they start believing that they're that character and then they're like freaking out or having like an identity crisis I think a lot of wrestlers have that when they retire or they finish out. It's like, who am I really? Am I this character that I built for like 20 years or am I like this other person? Like, you know, the real name. That's so sad, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does happen. And wow. It's like funny when you see like, for example, The Undertaker, who's been like, you know, all of our childhood is like Undertaker. And yeah, he finally is like, when you see interviews of him, he's not the character. He's like Mark Calloway. And, you know, it's like, it's weird to see him talking, like just talking and being, having like a really Southern accent and being very like, you know, this other guy. And you're like, so Undertaker didn't have a Southern accent. No, he kind of was like, I can't remember. Well, no, he never really talked. He just talked really, you know, you know, and he, it was very minimal. He didn't really speak. He was just there. And then when you it's see him now, yeah. And then when you see him now in post like retirement, he's just like, you know, I'm talking and having that Southern accent and like just being like <laughs> normal. And you're like, 
You know, you're like, who the fuck is? But this? does he seem okay, or is it, it, it? This sounds more like it's a case of where you're struggling with it rather than him. I think he's okay with. I mean, he's he's learned how to, to stay into that character and always be that character, even when he was interviewing as the Undertaker. You know, yeah. being that character, and he even says it, and he goes, "It's so hard to like, you know, you can't break character because you know when you're being paid or you're you're on contract, you like." this is who I am. But then now it's like he can, they can ask him questions. He could be really honest. Yeah. Cause he didn't well, really the, like, that's where that fucking uh, Chris Benoit shit gets shady. Right. Like where yeah. they, 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 like they were acting it out and they couldn't break character. So they had to stay in a room together. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, the, I forget the guy who got cucked, but like, it, it, there was some tragic turn with him. He was also a wrestler, obviously, because it was the storyline. But I forget that, like, I, I forget what happened, but he was just like, it didn't work out well for him either. It's not like... <laughs> yeah, He yeah. was happy. It was just like one of those things where it's like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this I is mean, supposed to be pretend. Yeah, you would think it's supposed to be pretend, but then, like, you know, when you hear, like, the stories about certain people... And it's sad. It's really yeah. sad when you when you think about it. I mean, there's like yeah, Mick Foley or like Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair is Ric Flair. Like when you if you see him outside of like wrestling, he's still the same person. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, he managed to work that. I, I I mean that's just who he is. Like you know, Ric Flair is like he believed his own character. I think, I, and I think that's a lot of wrestlers. They believe their own hype. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you think that he like just is, is, is it's more of like he's uh maybe like a a Siggy Stardust where it's like yeah <laughs> we're yeah, like, like he's actually fucking Ziggy Stardust he's not yeah. like pretending <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like freaking, you know even though it's David it. Bowie but it's still like Ziggy Stardust sorry yeah yeah uh that's crazy I mean yeah there's there, I mean it's like we know about like Jake the Snake and I don't know if you if you watched like uh inside the was it dark side of the ring or like the a e specials like mm -hmm. that stuff like they go into like heavy duty back like backstories and then there's one about jake the snake and how his like his fat his his dad was a pedophile and a wrestler and then like he has like his character was a wait hold on no his father <laughs> his actual father but he but he was a wrestler that was a pedophile or a guy yeah. whose character was a heel and his character was being a pedophile. Like the father, no, the father in real life was, was a, pedophile. a pedophile. Yeah. And but then, he wasn't a wrestler? But he was also a wrestler. Okay. All right. All right. And then like, you know, he had Jake, he had Jake, but then Jake is like, it's funny because you, you find out about his story about his like family and they're all wrestlers. They all were yeah. wrestlers. The brother, they had two other brothers. He had, oh, he had a brother and sister that were wrestlers, and he had another brother who was a little older. But they all have like they're all fucking dark. like they have demons, really, because like what they went through and the like the family. So they and were abused, or was it? I think uh, Jake talked about being abused. Okay. Uh, also, it's just like the the fact that like they knew his like everybody in the wrestling business knew about like Jake's dad. Oh, and shit. how he had like all these young girls. It was just, it was like when you if you find the episode, I think it's Dark Side of the Ring or it's a A and E biography. It's like okay. they talk about that, and you're just sitting there like, wow. Like, you know, you're just like, holy shit. But that's like you know that stuff they don't talk about. It's like behind the scenes. And then when you listen to Jake, Jake is like so fucking broken. Yeah. And 
he doesn't want to associate with his real, like his actual name. He actually legally changed his name to Jake Roberts. Okay. Because I'm glad he, he didn't left this. He, yeah, he, left he, this couldn't, he didn't want to be, you know, that, that person he grew up as, you know, and yeah. it's because he has so much like darkness and, and it's like. So then that, in that case, do you feel like maybe wrestling helped him? Yes, but it also almost killed him. Because, you know, well, yeah, Jake was, I mean, it's also tied to the darkness, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because he partied and he was doing drugs like everybody in that time period. You know, like if you watch those like funny promos from the, the 80s like and 90s, you have Hulk Hogan and all those guys were like either coked out, roided out. They were just like screaming. You were like, you know, there were some drugs, some partying. Who, who were some of the dreamboats for you when you were growing up? Dreamboats as far as like what, like? Like being like, oh man, this guy's hunky. <laughs> you know, that's so funny because I never like thinking about it now. Because like you know, as a kid, you would think because I'm you know I'm gay and I never well, maybe thought not about as a that. kid, but went, like at no point no, like, as a kid I didn't really like put two and two together. But I knew I liked what I saw. Okay, like, so you were excited about it. But yeah. at the same time, it doesn't make me like want to go out and get like muscly guys because like you know that's just. That's not what I like. But at the same time, yeah, I just knew that I was like, okay, like it was clicking, like I liked it. And, you know, for me, I think one of my like dream boats, as you could say, like looking back at it is like ra- uh, Ravishing Rick Rude was like. Okay, Ravishing, that's a good starting point there. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I mean, he, he was so good looking. He had a nice body. But then I loved his like the way he, uh, he, was the, he was always a villain, which I loved. I love that. And, I didn't hear the rude part. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a honk, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, 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 I mean, he, and then I just loved how he was so like just an asshole and just that kind of character. He's like, you know, all the ladies want me and all the men want to be me. And I just, I don't know. I just love that. Cause you know, it's a, it's an over the top <clears throat> character and, but he was just good looking to me. And, uh well, I'm trying to think of like other wrestlers that grew up. I was like, no, I mean, we don't have to go through your whole spank bank. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like looking back now, I, I would say Rick Rude was like my number one because he's he, was oh, he's he does in a in a in a world of muscly men's. I got I got to say he does have a very specific like triangular shape. Yeah, uh, and like like because even you know Cold Stone, he's oh, like buff, home. but he's he's not like he's not hunky. You know, like. No, and and that's the thing I think with uh, WWE, like they look for hunky guys that are bulky and whatnot because that's what they like. And for me, I'm all about if they can talk on the mic, if they can yeah. have charisma, they can wrestle, or like they could tell a story. That's what I really care for in wrestling. I don't care for like the bodies per se because uh-huh. you know that. I mean, that's you want good actors you don't want uh yeah exactly know. i want some acting at least i want some like you know telenovela or this you know just like yeah, yeah play the character if you're supposed to be a bad guy be a bad guy like be, be do hateful. you feel like do you feel like uh the rock has range or do you feel like he's basically still the rock who's smelling what he's cooking as <laughs> uh, the, the rock he's a good actor you know he's a okay. good actor he's a good performer <laughs> wrestling i wouldn't say he's a technical wrestler no you know there's no. other better wrestlers than him uh but like as far as a showman and per, like persona yes he's he's got it and he could talk on the mic and he also like he was somebody who like you just give him the mic and he could just go with it you know just tell him like hey talk talk shit about this person and he'll just go with it 
other yeah. people they have to like do they have to get a script you know they, he they could he could really like hold like he would pause man yeah that guy was he wasn't a rambler he was like i've seen some other wrestlers talk and they you know they go they talk at a more like at yeah. a normal rhythm he would just stand there and just one word you know yeah. <laughs> like slowly and then like pause and then say something else and then like you know, get the crowd, like something that there was, it was more about presence than even yes. necessarily like, like, I mean, at, when he was performing, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I haven't exactly. seen him do interviews. Obviously he's like, fuck it. I mean, he's one of the biggest stars in the world right now. He made the right move, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same thing, like, for example, like a more contem- contemporary version of that is like John Cena. Yeah. Oh who, dude, he's fucking crazy good in that movie. In uh, yeah. the new one. The, Have you watched oh, it? The yeah. Seven? Yeah. The Suicide Squad, like, I was laughing so hard because I go, they found the right guy for that role. Yeah. Because he plays it up like, you know, he can do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, that whole like American, you know, all that shit. And he, he was perfect in it. And he knew what he had to say. He knew the material. So he knew that he can be stupid and ridiculous. And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all of all, I think a lot of us gay nerds were like crying over like the underwear scene. What, so he was in an underwear in one scene? Yeah, in the suicide I'm sure, squad. I'm sure. There's I mean, I've, I've seen his body, so it, it was probably in the movie. <laughs> no, he. there's a scene where he's in his underwear, and his, uh-huh. like, he's packing. And then, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's real. And I'm like, it's a movie, so he's probably, like, it's, like, fake or something. You know, I'm like, or I don't know. did a little bit before. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, my, my, my friends were, like, crying over it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you could watch, like, porn for free now. It's like... <laughs> But. Yeah, but I could. I mean, that would be like me seeing someone, one of you know, one of my favorite starlets. Yeah, in uh, in, in something, right? Yeah, um, and, and I think like like these act like there's these wrestlers who can cross over and do movies. You know, we had like for example, like what was it Hulk Hogan, Roddy Roddy Piper? Uh, those kind of guys were like to, good to different success rates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Piper was a better actor. Yeah. Then Hulk. I mean, yeah. then Hulk. I mean, Hulk made what he made, and we still appreciate it. Hulk was Hulk. <laughs> yeah, Hulk was Hulk. I wouldn't call it acting. I would call it like uh, you know, just being himself. But uh, so I did. You know, speaking of wrestling, one of the things that at, 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 that I just realized, one of the things that I really liked about the Suicide Squad movie is the fact that there's like. There's like a redundancy in beefcake, beefy guys. There's like Rick Flag. Flag. There's yeah. uh, there's the uh, what's his name? Deadshot. Yes, Deadshot. Bloodshot. Or Bloodshot. 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 Okay. And uh, and then um, and what's a and a peacemaker. Yeah. And they they're really interesting because they all represent a different philosophy, but are all three militant guys. Yes. And like. And and the level of competition between uh, between him, I don't know. That it, it was really fun to see, and yes. and and it plays into that sort of like like you know testosterone pissing matchy shit yeah. that like you know women hate, but the <laughs> but uh, is kind of like how dudes kind of show learn to show affection at the beginning of their you know like adolescence. Yeah, right? like, you can. I mean, especially with comic book characters like that too, because like you know they're bringing it to life, and you know the writers are like, okay, let's let's make them more ridiculous. Yeah, because like you know those kind of guys. I mean, military guys. I mean, I grew up with that because my dad was military, and I saw a lot of those guys. Like that's their like it's a pissing contest, and literally and figuratively, like 
they want to like, oh, I have this bigger car. Oh, I have a bigger car than you. I have yeah. this and that. And you're just like, okay, cool. You know, I'm like, <laughs> cool, you know. And my muscles are bigger. Yeah, like, you know, and there's like, you know, guys who work out and they're always like, oh, I have bigger muscles. I could do outdo you. And you're like, cool, you know. I mean, it's also, it's like in the gay world too. The gay world's like that. Like there's yeah. guys who worship those kind of body types, you know, the big muscly guys and who has more tats, who looks a certain way, who does this, that, you know, and it's like, if that, you know, if that's what you like and that's what you want, go for it, you know, no, no shame, no, you know, hate. But then that's like, it's not realistic either. Yeah. But it, but I think that's what wrestling is too. It's like, we know it's not realistic. Yeah. And it's endearing in a certain way, right? Because it's so over the top. It's like, uh, you can differentiate between like, okay, you know, it's like, it's, they're being stupid. They're working together. Yeah. Cause you know, like some of those, like we saw big wrestlers who couldn't even move in the ring. They were just so big. And they're, yeah. I'm like, what is the point of having them against like a smaller guy? <laughs> I mean, the biggest, biggest, cause like I'm, I, I have like, I had friends who were like big ultimate warrior stands and I'm like, I'm yeah. like, he was not really a wrestler. He would show up for five minutes and that was it. He did three moves. You know, I'm like, yeah. give me somebody who could like tell a story with the body and like do things, could jump and could like, you know, have muscles, but then actually could like do other things. And yeah, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior was so boring to me. And so just like, I didn't Let care. me ask you something that, that just occurred to me. Yeah. Are you at all into any other combat sports? Any like real combat sports? Are you into oh, like MMA and all that stuff? And all that stuff? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching it because sometimes I love to just like see someone get their ass kicked. <laughs> it is. It is fucking crazy how infectious it can be when you're watching. Right? Like, I'm like, not. A fa- I'm not a, like I'm not a big fan, but I enjoy it if I see it. If, like yeah. it's on ESPN. Like they yeah. show the clips or something, and I'm like, oh, and then I'll be like, Dakota, this guy just got, and he's like, oh, okay, and he's like, for sports, <laughs> and I'm just like, he got the fuck knocked out of him, you know? Like I get excited about that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I personally like I like uh, I like watching sports, like, but not MMA and all that stuff because it's What's almost wrestling. It's almost wrestling because they do like the whole they do the weigh in, and then they do that, and then like they're talking shit. It's very spectacle and. I rather yeah. see that in wrestling, personally. Because the acting is better? Yes, because they're, you know, these guys who are like athletes and they're, you know, they're trying to be a persona. And I'm like, but then, you know, it's just, it, it's a little lackluster for me. Yeah, and, but I, and I, ideally no one's getting hurt in the other one. It's all pretend, so there's maybe a yes. safety there. Yes. Yeah. Because it is fucking brutal. And I think maybe also with horror movies, you also know it's fake. Like, I doubt that you would actually want to see someone get fucking. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm going to go, like, watch. I want to see the Saw movies in real life. Like, oh, (laughs) I hate those movies. Those movies are a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've uh, I've heard people. I've only seen the first one. And I've heard people that, like, or I forget who it was. There's probably. I mean, the first one is great for a premise. But at the same time, like. I don't care for like that whole torture porn aspect. Yeah, yeah. And, well, the whole you know, thing is that you're distracted the whole movie because you're looking f- to trying to figure out what it is that is. Yeah. I think it's a comedian's bit that I'm doing that I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're just like watching and you're like, is it that trash can? <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, wait, he was really there the whole, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Then you yeah, throw exactly. all your paper and you're like, fuck that shit. But 
Yeah, and I and I think like for me, I do love actual watching sports. Like I love tennis right now. I'm watching the U.S. Open because I love that shit. Yeah, and that's I'm like logical war, bro. Exactly, because you're sitting there like you know you could be on like you're winning, and then the other person could come back. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like your tie, and you're like, oh my god, somebody like make a fault or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like right now, yeah. I'm like, like Dakota's like, he's like, oh, who's winning? Who's like in the finals or whatnot? And I'm like, we're still in the quarterfinals right now, but. You know, and I, I always tell him, I'm like, I just don't care for Novak Djokovic. I fucking can't stand him. I want him to lose so bad. That's that's what I was going to say. My grandmother is a tennis fan. Uh, and so you, and, yeah, you, and you're kind of like, you know, it's, it's the same. There's a heel in it as well. Right. Like it's yeah. the same. There's there's the drama. And then you're like, these motherfuckers gave Agassi the easiest ride. His yeah. bracket was nothing. And they have Pete Sampras like just because she loved Pete Sampras because he looked uh, a little bit like my brother. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to her. And yeah, so she was yeah. just like and she fucking hated Agassi because there was such a media push behind him. And legitimately so. Like, I think Agassi was like, you know, uh, like was was just kind of overdone. The, oh, the lights you, as you had it were much less terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I know I was giving you that monster lighting because it's just like, Rrr. but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I mean, with like Pete Sampras or like Aggie and all those, and then like Roger Federer, and then like yeah. you got Nadal. I'm like, I miss those kind of guys because like Novak is such an asshole. What's his deal? Me. He's just a dick. He's just rude. I think he's just so overly confident. And oh, you just like he's just. I don't. Like, uh, I don't like. As a villain, it would make sense, but then he tries to be like humble, and I'm like, "Fuck your shit." <laughs> I'm just hoping like there's a couple guys that I think could beat him, but then he's so strong on fucking the hard courts that I'm like, he's gonna fucking win his calendar slam, and I'm just gonna have to hear it. I'm gonna get the notifications on my phone about like ES- when I get ESPN like notifications about like sports. Uh-huh. And Dakota laughs, he's like, he hears the sound and then he's like, what happened on sports? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, because like secretly, like if I'm not watching stuff with him, I'm like on my computer watching like ESPN or, you know, whatever like apps I have for like, you know, sports or. Did you grow up playing anything or? You, or, or yeah, or, or, I did. Um, so I, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, but not like a part of any teams. I was just like, you know, neighborhood stuff, kids. Yeah. Uh, and then I did backyard wrestling. Oh shit. Okay. So tell there, me about that. Tell me there's about stu- there's videos, but I have been never uploaded them. I will probably never because they're so bad. But I have why, why are they bad? What makes them bad? Are they not char- could could they not possibly be charmingly bad? They're charm like they're 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 a mood they're a time and a place because I was like what 15, 16 oh, doing this. Uh excellent. But here's the thing. Okay, so my wrestling days, uh my name was Rick Thorne. Okay. Uh, my name was after because I was trying to be Cactus Jack, but then there was this BMX biker that had the same name, but he had an E at the end, like a thorn, uh-huh. like thorn, but the E. And then I was like, no, I want to be like a thorn, like like a like a thorn. And and then so I was like Rick. And then so it was like kind of an alter ego mm-hmm. I created when I was younger. It was like for protection for myself, but from what uh, my, were you get, having problems at school and stuff yeah or? just like bullying and whatnot and like trying to so i was like trying to come up with a tougher a butch aesthetic because i was always bullied as a kid and you weren't very you know. straight passing no okay no i was i was because i don't fem- get that vibe now like no, I, I'm I, a, I, I was a femboy growing up and then uh and stuff so happened worked. to me and then i just like you know when wrestling you t- take on that persona 
Then you're like uh-huh. Butch Queen. As like now, I'm more Butch Queen because I embrace more of the femininity. But back then, I was like very like, you know, I'm a dude. I don't have feelings. I don't cry. You know, stuff. Oh, stupid yeah, yeah. masks. Stupid shit. That. But my friends and I, who loved wrestling so much, we were like, hey, let's start our own crew. So we ended up with um, LBW, which stands for Low Budget Wrestling. Okay. And we just go in our backyards, put it like a mattress and just start like throwing shit at each other and doing moves. Um, Did you guys ever do audiences and stuff like backyard? There's, we have videos that I uh, I transferred to DVD. Okay. Uh, Like, it's funny, like one day I'll probably put on YouTube for people to see because they're just so funny. Because uh-huh. we were trying to be like WWF at the time because we, we loved our ECW and Jap- Japan wrestling. You know, we would hit each other for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was known to bring a lot of weapons because I was trying to be like Cactus Jack and New Jack and all these other like crazy wrestlers at the time. And uh, I was... When you the... say weapons, what kind of weapons were they <laughs> using in those shows? And what kind of weapons were you like in those fights? Because like, I, I mean, obviously they can't... Are they blades? No, no, like, uh, well, Maces? some some wrestlers, like, if you wanted to, like, uh, nick yourself, as they call it, or, like, cut yourself, like, they sometimes had the, the blades in their tape, like, when they had it, or the referee had it, or was mm-hmm. hidden underneath the, the ring, and they went under, underneath and cut themselves. Uh, for us, we, some people, like, some rest, some guys I knew did that. I didn't do that. I didn't. That's pretty I, extreme. It, it, I'm like... No. I, and the I, whole thing is that the reason they do it is because you bleed so much from your head, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you just, you don't even have to like do anything. It's you just, just do like, like a little, like, you know, just one like that and just like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're trying to, you're trying to sell like you've been, like you're brutalized. It's intense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will be the first to admit that I use like fake blood. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'm I, No, I mean, <laughs> like when I was doing wrestling with other, like we had this one beef with another wrestling crew from another town. Uh-huh. from another area and they were like really cutting themselves and we were like all about spectacle and, and fakeness uh-huh. so yeah we had like in my backyard a couple times we had like the neighborhood kids would come and watch us and mm-hmm. we we did pay-per-views which we call like our pay-per-views and we and we just taped ourselves like just doing wrestling like we had uh myself and my friend um his name was edwin he gave himself the name of trend like trend kill like trend kill Mm-hmm. and uh, we came up with, like, who's going to fight who, who's going to okay. win, uh, what the outcome was going to happen. Like, so I was, like, the Vince McMahon behind the scenes. I was like, okay, you're going to do this, do that. And it was always at my house, my parents' backyard, or at my other friends. Like, we all had our own, like, homes, and then we all do our, like, our own arenas, that they, they call it. And, uh, yeah, we had one, one pay-per-view where we did nothing but light bulbs, like, fluorescent light bulbs. And we oh, that's, those are so fun because they're, like, almost harmless. <laughs> but then there weren't – because there's one uh, one guy got, like, his whole, like, this cut open. Which just from a strike or from landing on glass? I don't know. I really don't remember because, like, okay. I was – when you're getting hit a lot, you kind of don't remember after a while. Uh, and then another match, um, I was the first in, like, my friends to bring thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Yeah. Because I, you know, I saw it on wrestling, so I wanted to do the same. And what would uh, you just throw them on the floor, or like? Yeah. So the thing is about thumbtacks in wrestling, if you the if you're the one that brings it out, right? So you're showing the audience, like, you know, here's the thumbtacks. 
the the rule is you're the one that's going to get thrown on it first because okay. you brought it out. So it's like yeah. the rule of, you know, so, and these thumbtacks were not like the normal silver ones that are like just the little tiny ones. They were those multicolored ones that were Fuck big. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did, I was like, I didn't care. This was about to, being tough a little bit. Yes. Huh? I was trying to prove that I was like, even though everybody knew I was a gay boy, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm fucking tougher than you. I'm crazier than you. Well, and that's then, cool that they would wrestle with you even though they knew you were a gay boy. Yeah, because I had friends who were kind of weird about that later, but that's that's another story. Oh, um, really? They were like, hey, when we wrestled, <laughs> no, they, they asked I, you were, or what? There was one friend that was kind of like, you know, I, I, I felt that there was something else going on. Because, like, he would, like, want to wrestle but not in front of people. Oh, shit. Okay. You the know, other so direction. It, it's kind of like <laughs> that and, you know to this day he acts like you know he doesn't want to like acknowledge anything or acknowledge that i exist oh, stuff wow. like that and then i'm like but then he tells people he's straight but then he's all around going to like pride with all his gay friends and i'm like stuff like th- it's stuff like that but anyway that's a different story so he's cool with gayness but not with you yeah and i was because like you have a weird he- history yeah and i think because he wanted this but he couldn't handle it i know i know but, you I, know I, I'm like, <laughs> No, but then like when we also we had like there's there's a lot of tapes we have we have a lot of VHS we were doing on VHS. Um, so how long was this period that you were doing this shit? So we did it from like like ninety seven to ninety nine or no two thousand was our last or kind of our last so like show a three year stint and then you were like our bodies can't take this. <laughs> no, I well now I can't. <laughs> my body, <laughs> I have so many injuries that like they haunt me like my my knee. Like I blew really? somebody like sideswiped me with a chair one in one match. I have, uh, I have a concussion that got on film. You could see it on one of the matches. Like I got knocked out because I started throwing up and I was like, what's going on? You know, cause I, I rewatched it maybe a last year or some, or two years ago. And I was like going through it and I'm like, Hey, I don't, I'm like, I got a fucking concussion. And <laughs> my friend was just like wailing on me and I don't remember and so he was he was wailing on you with the chair still? Like he was just like throwing stuff, hitting me, like and I was just like I think I was knocked out for like a couple seconds or something. Cause like, uh Benoit's thing was the flying headbutt. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> I think, what was my oh my finisher was the pile driver because I was trying the to pile. mimic uh McFoley because that was like my idol. How do you do it? Can you show us with your hands what a pile Oh yeah, driver? so okay, you like you're standing up, right? So this is your legs, then you get the person like their head. And they're bent over this way, so their legs are facing that oh, way. Oh, okay. Their, 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 leg, their head is between your, your legs? Yeah, and then you, you kind of pull up, and then you're supposed to, like, land. First. Like, you sit down, and they're, like, they go up. Like, they straight up, yeah. and then their head's supposed to. But, you know, most wrestlers, they do it a way that they don't get injured. So yeah, yeah. that was my move. Or it was the double arm DDT where the person's under your arm like this, and then you're holding their arms like that, kind of. And then you just like fall back, so they hit their head. Okay. Yeah. That that was, I, again. I've I, actually done that in real life to somebody. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put I, I put my cousins in the sharpshooter and DDTs, all that stuff. When you know growing yeah. up, with, you know. So that was my move, and then like I had also a baseball bat with like a little bit of barbed wire one time. Okay. Then, then we had. Um, one, I think our. I lap- love. Hold on, I love how you're like just a little bit of barbed wire. Like that's not gonna fuck you up. <laughs> like a no, baseball bat mean, won't send you to jail if you insult someone with it. Like with the arm. It, it was in our. It was in our, our privacy of our own home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did. Um, and then we did a fire chair. 
which would we got like a folding chair and then we wrapped it with a uh, piece like a t-shirt with gasoline then we lit okay. it on fire all right and then we hit each other with the i think i have a clip of that on my on my instagram somewhere like hidden oh, but it was okay. funny because like again so we both brought it out and we both hit each other on it and then we put it underneath the like um some um like a piece of like wood and then we throw through i think i threw i got thrown off of it i don't know i threw i got thrown into it and i got kind of like a little burnt but it was kind of it was funny it was mm-hmm. what we did um and did you guys ever do like you you did you ever have a ring ring or no like, it was always yeah, a mattress just mat just one mattress you guys were trying oh, to just a mattress or it was a king size a, i hope no it was a twin oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then like most of the time if we were not fighting on the mattress we were fighting outside around and just throwing each other into like the fence or and then like was there grass times, at least in my parents backyard the like in the beginning it was grass and then we went to cement because we fucked up the grass i knew i knew that that shit was gonna be <laughs> and uh my friends like other places like my other two friends like there was um like they had like kind of like a a big backyard so we didn't really like we wrestled on cars other people's houses we did um yeah we did like what i remember going to like we go to home depot sometimes we buy like stuff from there like fences and like materials so we can like yeah we know that there's a budget (laughs) yeah even though we were called low budget wrestling we had kind of a budget because like yeah i mean you're going to buy stuff specifically for wrestling purposes right yeah i mean how many how many other wrestlers did you run into in that store (laughs) like that doing the same thing like none (laughs) i mean we were kids and and it was a way to like stay away from like gangs and drugs and all that i mean even though we were doing drugs but it was like our our close group yeah. of friends we were beating each other up in a different way yeah and it was it was fun like you know thinking back at it i, I always wonder i'm like if we ever had a reunion with all the guys but i don't know if we all would get along again because you oh, know really? it's so different we're so you know you could still try you know i mean maybe you wouldn't like you it might still be cordial if if you're not like, I, I mean i think yeah. so i think some yeah. guys like I think I had a couple of reunions with certain guys before. Like we was just more of like, you know, we just caught, caught up, up with stuff. And, yeah. but I think like they would probably want to do like wrestling. And I'm like, I know I'm, I'm too broken. I'm tired. And I'm like, and I'm like, I would be the better wrestler in general because I know what <laughs> to do. <laughs> cause I would, I, I see myself more as a manager if I would ever do anything. Cause you I reference the, yourself the Vince McMahon. Yeah, like I love that behind the scenes because I can't I can't do that anymore. It's it's well he it's wrestles too, doesn't he? Does oh. McMahon wrestle or he's just beefy? He's just beefy and like behind the scenes now. He's like almost 70. Holy like, shit. So but he used to fight, right? Yeah, he used to fight. I mean like you sh- like as like if you're like promoting and wrestling, yeah, of course you should be in the ring, you should be entertaining your your people, but like me, I'd rather do behind the scenes stuff or like, you know, doing like promos for people. Like that's more fun because it's like going into character. Uh-huh. And like, you know, if I'm trying to promote like my 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 bad guy, you know, I'll like do like Paul Bear, you know, like, oh, you know, like some fun, like <laughs> something, you know. But now I'm like, I mean, so I think. You, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, no. no. I was going to ask, like, what's your, how do you feel about Vince, Vince McMahon as like a human being and then as a businessman? I mean, there's def- so many different, like, because I know that he's like uh, maybe a polarizing guy, mm-hmm. but he's definitely the real fucking deal. He's like the king of wrestling. 
you know, I think Vince McMahon needs to like let go of things and stop trying to control what's happening now because WWF is like falling apart. It's like shitty now. Really? And I think they need new blood. They need new like energy there into because they got some great talent, but they don't know how to use them. Yeah. And they're they're old school guys that are trying to hold on to like something that's new. Yeah. You know, like no, training. definitely. It's like fucking our whole government. Yeah, it's the same. It's like you gotta think new blood, like new blood. And and that happens all the time. It's like sometimes, you know, you just gotta like know when to not do something anymore. Have there ever been periods where wrestling just like where, where the company was in danger of like uh, falling apart? Like <laughs> like now has it always <laughs> been an institution? Go ahead. I think I mean now I feel like it's falling apart because like they need to do something now there was a period in the 90s before the attitude area where it was just kind of like downhill because you so probably that's what triggered that. the attitude era probably i think so and i think if they don't do something now it's just going to get worse and do you think that extreme chips had anything to do with like Which one? <laughs> extreme potato chips you remember in the 90s it was all oh that branding of like everything was extreme that. and so attitude era, era makes sense that it was within that period where it was like extreme like they don't they don't even do that anymore they're like flaming hot doritos cheetos which uh, are I way just... more extreme than any fucking thing that anybody ever ate in the 90s well try putting it. like uh, hot Cheetos with like nacho cheese on it. That's like that's good shit right there. I've heard that I've seen people do it like at the um at the guy at the vendor on the it, But that know. came from like when I was in high school. A, a lot really? of us were doing that. And I think that was that kind of era when I was in high school when we were doing that for lunchtime. We got like instead of getting nachos, we just got like a big bag of like hot, flaming hot Cheetos and just put nacho cheese on it. Oh shit. And like at the 7-Eleven or whatever? No, at school, like for lunch. Oh, or like they had nacho like cheese at fucking school? Yeah, like when we had nachos, because like you can order like nachos, but that cheese, like for some reason, I don't it's know so if good. it was like the salt or something that counterbalanced that like really hotness. I don't I mean, this yeah. was like high school, and I'm like nowadays I wouldn't even want to do that. That's like because I have such heartburn and like I'm an old man. <laughs> okay, but now I'm like basic you know like spice but yeah i mean with the promotion like extreme i know it was like extreme or like get this and get that and like or yeah i i, I don't know anymore i mean no, I, I it's would... it's so funny like you forget these things that are so weird and specific to our childhood right yes. like yes. where it was like i'm sure there's shit going on like that right now it's but it was like it was like it was a corporate meme you know, yes. like, I don't know who fucking decided. Maybe it was because we were Generation X yeah. or I was Generation X. I have no idea what the fuck. Like, maybe the yeah. X-Men were also, the X-Men were also really popular in the 90s. What, oh, so the much, X-Men cartoons? Yes. Yeah, no. And just the, like the Chris, Chris Claremont ears are, are kind oh, of. Oh, yes, yes. The, like considered like some of the best stuff that they did. So, I mean, I know we could probably talk about uh, comic books as well. But cool, yeah. man. Well, I really appreciate the breakdown. I, I kind of get a sense that I, I, I feel like um, okay. I feel like wrestling is really an important cultural thing that kind of gets uh, overlooked, yeah. but also is so deeply entrenched in our culture that it that I think that no one's like removed from it entirely. Like maybe. People yeah, it's, like, it's a it's embedded regardless of like what generation came before, because you have like the kids who are from like who were teenagers in the 80s 
we're like older now and then our generation now that we're older we're like remembering like our youth of like the attitude era because that's our that's our like you know energy and energy and it's like looking back I'm like oh my god I'm like oh my god watching like YouTube clips or anything you're like oh my god it's so crazy the 90s were so weird it I, I think that like it sort of makes me realize how twisted and how full of shit my my version of the boomers era of the 60s was because you know like it's really hard to recreate the context of it and how it oh, felt yes. to be in the 90s and just yes. like fucking unlimited potential bro yeah. like everything the sky is blue bro everything is extreme <laughs> we're all good i remember i've said this before on the show like i remember looking at a wired magazine cover at Blockbuster fucking video. Oh, that throws, right? that's a throwback right there. Wired magazine cover that said, will the bubble ever burst? And I remember, and it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember going to like Tower Records. Yes, dude. Oh, or like a warehouse, Tower Records, or like... Uh, Specs in Florida. Yeah, or like in, like in here in LA, there was a Penny Lane that was like a used uh, CD and DVDs like that way back, like... Oh my god! Like a small record store, like independent stuff. Like oh my god, I missed that. Yeah, so you're you're uh, born in '83, right? Because of your I was born in '83. Yeah. Uh, hey, what what yeah. year were you? I '80. So, oh, we're, okay. so we're we're right there. Yeah, yeah. We we I mean, you were middle school when I was in uh, high school. Like '96 when you were yeah. uh, hit taking chair shots. I was 16. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, I was taking. Yeah, in middle school, high school, is taking those chair shots, and yeah. I don't think it affected me. Hold on, wait, what? I, I mean, saying. but I can I can sort of relate because I was skateboarding, and it, there's a pride same, of getting, same. You, you know, like I you I wasn't even that great of a skater. Like neither, right? I did it just so I can make friends. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I I'm a skater, but I'm not like a fucking virtuoso. I didn't grow up around people that could teach me really good tricks and shit. So yeah. like. The you know, but I still skated like fucking crazy, and I could ollie uh, you know traffic cones where if I like where I point them out to people and they're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know like the well, big I ones, could, not the little I could ones. Do, I could do like a basic ollie back in the day because I could skate, but I would never yeah. like do any of the tricks. All my friends, some of them who were like in the wrestling crew, were skaters, and like they would try to teach me, and I'm just like, no, it's not gonna happen. I saw a video of someone getting hit in the fucking face with a skateboard. Ugh, and it was brutal and that, that guy you, deserved it that guy was out that, of line that takes me back because that's what the kind of shit we used to do like if we got into fights skateboard was like i know? remember that shit too <laughs> right? no, it's like, but i never like, had the balls to hit anyone as hard as this motherfucker hit the guy like the guy the guy uh, i would stuck. never the guy okay so the guy the, the in this clip it's like yeah. on a train this guy is pushing a guy up against the window and oh, he's shit. like he's he's like he, he is the fucking aggressor the whole time and mm-hmm. he keeps fucking with him and everybody in the train is just videotaping and trying to like chill shit down. Yeah. The guy is, who's being fucked with is holding a skateboard and eventually Ooh. he gets down from the window and, and the guy just keeps coming at him. So he just whacks him one fucking oh, time. Oh shit. Bro, the guy just gets off the train. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. But I mean, I've, I've used a skateboard to like defend myself when like people were trying to steal, you know, it was like that kind of like, you know, you're just swinging because you're like, get the fuck away and then like get out. But like doing that because like somebody was coming at you, shit. I can't imagine because I would never like, want to hit him with survival strength. 
yeah that's why it's like you're just like yeah yeah and it's and like and you know you know when you hold one of those things you always know how much of a weapon that shit is so to see it fucking hit somebody i mean anyway man yeah but even like even with like the like the what's the the wheel part the oh my god the axle the truck you could just use that and just like by itself yeah, yeah, you could do a mall grab and just whack someone. Like, no, because, I mean, you're hitting with a lot of mo- – you can make put yeah. a lot of momentum, and all you have to hit someone is edgewise too. Mm-hmm. That shit is like a fucking – you know, you don't have to hit him uh, flat. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, but going back to, like, you know, now I'm trying to skate. I just, I just got a skateboard. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just, like, tr- working on manualing, and I tried to, I tried to ollie uh, over oh. something. And I'm not ready for that shit yet because I just don't. <laughs> don't tell me so you have all like the you have a helmet, you have everything. I, yeah, I am. I I ain't fucking scared. But as a kid, I, I it's know. been so long. I it's been like twelve years. I as a kid, I remember when I was ollieing those cones. I knew yeah. how to fall without hurting myself. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, to do same. that shit. You just roll into it. It's so long that like you know. So yeah, it's like when you're. It's funny as we get older and it's like old man. Like you fall and you're like oh you're like Peter Griffin on like. Family guy when he's like thinking like ah, <laughs> and then you take like you take longer just to get up, and then yeah, that, that's and dude, I've had this scar. This this has been here for a while. This is this used yeah. to just it's like yeah, uh, like when babies two days, get cut and it heals away. in an hour. <laughs> yeah, like I know any kind of like basic cut I get or like something I'm moving, I get a cut and it's like it, why aren't you not healing? You yeah. put like all the stuff on it, it's not healing. It's like fuck. I will say this. I love wrist guards and I wish I'd worn them as a kid because nothing – it did suck to have that like oh, a, yeah. a, a asphalt imprint of like yeah. – at injury sucks, dude. Landing on your hands is the worst. I but, mean I, I have fucking carpal tunnel from working at Starbucks. Really? From old school <laughs> Starbucks in 2000 where we didn't have – they didn't have the buttons. We were doing all the espresso, everything manually. I remember that shit. Oh, man. So yeah, you still have uh, carpal tunnel? Yeah, from on this one. Wow. And then I also have, like, injury. Uh, I don't know. I have, like, some scars from, like, some wrestling days. Like, this scar that just never, like, this scar <laughs> never healed. Uh, lower back injury from, like, wrestling and Starbucks. I'm so uh, glad I didn't wrestle. You're, that's, that's the moral of this story. Oh, I, I, I was crazy. I mean, I'll have to send, I have to find some videos that I could just upload. I'll post them on YouTube if you want. Uh, I mean, oh I, do you have your own channel? No, no, I haven't. I, I, I was going to, like, because there's this, um, there's a backyard wrestling uh, Instagram page that I follow. Oh, could and, submit that to that. <laughs> and I would submit to them, but then, like, these guys, like, they made a ring. They did everything more, like, than we did. Uh-huh. But then I was like, because they took that shit serious. Me and my my guys, we were just more trying to have fun. But then there's some clips that we were like fucking hitting each other. Yeah. Like I took out some frustrations on people. So that, <laughs> like, it's like, like, it looks, sounds like it was a little bit more fight club than <laughs> eh, kind of. I mean, once you see them, you're going to be like, you're just going to be like this motherfucker. <laughs> no, uh, b- backyard wrestling is always horrifying. <laughs> to watch yeah if you i'm gonna send you this like this uh instagram page and you can see some of the like they do some moves that you're like yeah, yeah. like even you're like oh my god is that guy it's so like low? it's like those uh skating videos where you watch people eat it yes you know yes it, when they it, eat it and you're like you can't help but like cheer but then you're also scared for their life yeah. It's like it's like the part that you don't want to see of skate videos that makes you hurt when you watch it. Yes. But like that's the whole show. Yeah. That's, and then you like having and that's the intention. 
I loved watching those compilation videos of like yeah. the skating, like the, the when they ate shit or like, you know, uh, they did the move, but then they ate shit. That was like my yeah. favorite. I, I, that was always, I could, again, it's that Takeshi Miike thing. I could watch it and I would watch it, but after like a few, there is something visceral about watching someone take it in the nuts, like on a rail, yeah. you know, yeah. or like even landing on your tailbone. Like oh, now, if I watch that now, I, maybe as a kid, I wouldn't have given a shit, but now I'm yeah, like, now, mm, now it's that, the adult in us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like the adult in us is like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. You know? I mean, that's what I think about, like, if I ever wanted to do backyard wrestling, I'm like, yeah, that's, there's no way from coming back from injury from all that. Cause well, yeah, you'll definitely feel it in your 70s. I mean, I feel it after I perform. Like, if I do a performance, yeah, I feel it the next day, and I'm like, why am I so sore and I didn't even do that much? <laughs> you know? Like, I did a performance, like, for the show on a, a different day, and I only did 10 minutes, but it was so physical. I was on the floor... I was yeah. bending a lot. And then like the next day I'm like, why are my knees hurting? Well, but it's, I think there's also COVID there. Cause well, we no. haven't done shit for so long. <laughs> oh yeah. We're so like, I'm just so tired. I'm like, Oh my God, my knees. But yeah. anyway. All right, man. Well, I really appreciated having you on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any stuff that we can promote? What's your Carver? Uh, oh, my, my, my Instagram is Caver, C-A-V-E-R 83. Uh, that, that's like my oh, my most updated stuff I do is like you could see stuff on there. Um, yeah, you have a I website have, um, that you've updated like maybe three times in your lifetime. Yeah, because I have to go and update it again <laughs> because I, I I'm mostly on Instagram and then no, you can I, message me on problem, Instagram. Man. It's like that's where I'm at. And uh, but yeah, yeah, what's um, your what's your website so that people can find it though? Oh my god, what is my website? And see old work. <laughs> I think if you go on my Instagram, you can find it there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's easier because, like, I mean, my Instagram, I mean, my website hasn't been updated for a while. Mm. No, no I know. Mine, mine is so old, I'm, like, embarrassed about it. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff I need to update, but at the same time, just go to my Instagram. You can find a lot of, like, more current stuff happening. And, uh, yeah, there's some other stuff happening coming up soon in October with Dakota and myself. We're doing um, – we're making a movie. Oh, okay. We, is we it don't horror? know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Let's can I die it. in it? Uh, we're playing all the characters. Let's just say oh, that. Okay. And there's it's gonna be a fun take <laughs> on a jolly. Okay. And it's gonna be for like it's gonna be online. So we're we're gonna just start shooting and then like doing a lot of editing. So we don't know how it's gonna come out. It's gonna that be sounds a mess. fun though. I mean that's the that's the idea. It's like we just want to be funny with it and ridiculous, and then. Well, what's healthier than two married people killing each other on camera? Yeah, I mean we don't know who's going to be the killer and who's going to be this who's going to survive. <laughs> I still don't even know. Like seriously, we just don't even know. Like it's just going to happen. Interesting. And then Interesting. we have uh, we're curating a show at Angels Gate uh, Cultural Center in San Pedro, and that one's called. Um, it's an all Filipino like uh, show, art show, and mm. uh, that one is called "Hair Pulling Between Good and Evil." Okay. The title comes from a Filipino horror comedy movie that's based mm. on The Exorcist, but gay. So that's awesome. where we got the title. Okay. So that one's going to happen in October. So that we'll, we'll be promoting that too. So we have a, a lot of things coming up. Uh, cool. well, I actually don't even know when I'm going to start re-releasing these things because I've definitely enjoyed my time <laughs> next off year. Next year, and then the show happened. People were like, what? <laughs> okay. No, I mean it. it it's it, yeah. it's probably going to be soon. Oh, I, 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 yeah. 
Take uh, your time. Take your time. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's rigorous. And I just want to have a lot of the work done already so that I don't have to, like, do it every every week. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, I want to be able to take days off. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because, like, for, for the first part of this year was just, like, constantly in the back of my mind, I got to do the podcast. I got, you know, yeah. like, it's like every, every stop. So I want to have like a little bit more better boundaries with myself. And no, and of that. course, that's the biggest thing right now for all of us is like setting those boundaries. Yeah. So. But we're okay. So, and we're at, what's my thesis on Instagram. We're at, I am at Javier Proenza on Instagram. You can uh, check us out next week. We'll have another excellent guest to talking about some random thing. I'm, don't know what it's going to be. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for so much for co- uh, coming on the show. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, shop at our merch store, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Special thanks to our patrons, M. Trichkovsky and Tony Irons. To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis. 